The following podcast is provided by Care Partners Living and Answers for Elders Radio. And welcome everyone to Answers for Elders Radio Network. And we are here, obviously, in the month of March, but it doesn't really matter what time of the year that you're listening to this program, except it seems to be like the month of March kind of has spring is is coming forward. And, you know, I don't know for all of our listeners, but there's a lot of new beginnings happening out there in the world. And, and what that really means is new growth, new um, spring cleaning. People are doing things around the house. And, you know, that we're kind of coming out of a little bit of a hibernation of the winter. And obviously here in Washington State, um, finally, our mask uh, um, mandates have been lifted. So, those things are really amazing, and um, we're kind of, uh, to me, I'm, I, I'm speaking to a lot of our listeners, and thank you so much for calling us, um, because a lot of our listeners are calling, and they're worried about their loved ones after this long, prolonged um, pandemic. Uh, so many of them sat alone. They've been home isolated in their, in their you know, in their apartments or homes. A lot of them are just in a situation where, you know, they may not even be in a situation of having um, really real mobility issues, but there's a lot of things like depression, um, anxiety, um, fear, all of those things. And so we're very lucky today to have back Kelly Smith, Vice President of Marketing and Sales for Care Partners Living. And Kelly, welcome back to Answers for Elders. I always love talking to you. <laughs> Thank you. I love being here. You're so kind. Thank you. Well, Kelly, it's interesting. I'm going to start out with you. I had a call on Monday from a family that, of one of our listeners, and um, it was kind of an interesting story. It was a gentleman um, who was concerned about his parents, his loved ones, and um, mom has increasing dementia and especially since she's been in lockdown during the pandemic basically they've been isolated a lot um the family didn't have a lot of real ongoing contact during the time of quarantine obviously um the son is worked an essential job so he was obviously in the workforce so he stayed away um except for talking to them on the phone um but dad has some real serious mobility issues. Um, he had, he was, a, you know, had an injury to his knee. He's had a stroke, really bad stroke. And so um, mom has been taking care of him, but due to the increased dementia that she has, um, both this gentleman and his sister have been really, really concerned about mm-hmm. their well-being. Um, and, you know, more and more, I'm talking to families that are concerned about their loved ones, but they don't necessarily know what their specific role is. And how can we best, number one, honor our parents? How, number one, how do we make the right kind of decisions? What are the resources out there? And, you know, the month of March, Answers for Elders kind of focuses on caregiving. And um, so I'd love to hear your thoughts on um you know, basically, you're a certified senior advisor, which means obviously you know resources, you know people, you know how this works. You work, you guys work with hundreds of families, um, right. and I would love to kind of spend this hour today talking about really what's our responsibility as a adult child, 
Um, how do we best serve our loved ones, um, whether it's a grandparent or a parent or whatever? And what's the first steps we should probably take? So welcome, Kelly. Thank you. Well, I think the first steps, Suzanne, that we always should take is, first of all, you need to understand what it is that not just your family needs, but what do you need? Um, I think, you know, when you and I get these calls from mm-hmm. these families that are very concerned, mm-hmm. I had the most wonderful conversation with the loveliest lady yesterday. Um, very thoughtful and very kind lady, but her obligation was a little bit different because her and her mom are estranged. And so mom mm-hmm. walks back into her life in her 70s and is like, well, now I need help. Well, it's like, well, okay. Sometimes caring for a loved one isn't necessarily being their right. caregiver. Right. Sometimes setting them up for the proper care. And, but you have to know, well, first of all, what, what is it they really need? What, mm-hmm. what do they need and what do they want? If you don't know those two things, you can't step in and help. But you also have to realize those two things, what do they need and what do they want? What's that burden going to look like mm-hmm. on you? Right. And are you in a position to legally, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, whatever your, your, your thing is, are you lined up to be able to take that obligation? Right. And if you are, then you need to be able to put the steps in place. And if you're not mom and dad's power of attorney, if you're not any kind of legal guardian to step in and make them do things, is it going to work? There has to be some conversations that have to happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think one of the things that I've always advocated for is don't spring stuff on them. I think one of the things that the best way, at least in my way and what I tell families first and foremost is when you have these serious conversations, don't say, mom, I'm here to have a serious conversation. Instead, say, mom, I have some serious thoughts that I want to discuss with you, and I'd like to set a time for us to to go through that. It gives them an opportunity to kind of process what their thoughts are, especially if they're dealing with a little bit of dementia or things like that, so that they're not on the defensive. And um, the other thing I always say is, is, you know, when you have that that conversation, no decisions need to be made at that moment and tell them that up front. It's like, this is something that I want to create an open dialogue with you. And I want to have an opportunity to do the right thing by you. And I think that's one of the things that families don't necessarily even know how to begin that conversation. I mean, I think, I think sometimes too, Suzanne, with families, you have to remember if mom has dementia, Mm -hmm. sometimes scheduling, a family meeting isn't always going to work. True. Sometimes it's those casual conversations that happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how, you know, and it's hard because people don't ever want to have that conversation. Sure. It's kind of like sitting down with somebody when you're doing your will. Mm-hmm. Do we all have wills? We all have to sit down and have those conversations. Nobody ever wants to talk about it. No. You know, no. What do you want to have happen at our end of life? Well, we'll talk about it someday. Well, someday never happens. And then something happens and we never talked about it. No, you need to talk about these things. Yeah. And no, they're not comfortable and no, they're not fun. But the truth of the matter is we have lots of conversations in our daily life that aren't fun. But if you don't know what somebody's wishes are, how are you going to fulfill them? You can't. And if mom really wants to stay in her home, have you had that conversation? Do you know anything about what alternative options are out there for you? Um, If she's really open to looking at other, other options, do you know what the differences are between retirement you know, and assisted living and, and being able to help make those correct choices. Um, you know, seniors, not just seniors, anybody, do you want to give up your home right now? No, not. nobody does. No, nobody ever wants to give up their home. We don't buy our, like I was saying yesterday, and I was telling you earlier, you know, some of the conversations, like I had this, this lady the other day, it's, 
you know, we don't get married and raise our families and the kids finally get out of the house and you look at your, your better half and go, wow, honey, I can't wait till we live in assisted living. Nobody does that. No, no. We don't do that. So, so we plan our lives the best we can. My great grandmother, you know, used to say, yeah, you know, you hope for the best, but you plan for the worst. Well, if we never talk about those plans for the worst, how do we know what our parents even, our grandparents or spouse even want? Exactly. And it's not always going to be a planned conversation. If your parents are planners and they'll sit down and plan things with you, great. If they're not, you may have to have more of a casual, you know, when you're over there someday going through things with them, say, hey, you know, I've noticed. Mm-hmm. Things are getting a little tough around here for you. What have you thought about? Talk to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. You know, what, you know what, what do you want to see come out mm-hmm. of all this? And start those dialogues by what they want, not this is what I'm seeing and I'm worried about you, but hey, talk to me. I love that. And, and understanding, too, that um, like what I said to this one family, I asked them specifically, you know, what are your parents' wishes? You know, did have do you have a power of attorney? Is there one? Has if your mom has got advanced dementia, you know, does she um, has the power of attorney been activated by a doctor? Um, a lot of times, families, if they have a document, they think that oh, well, I have power of attorney. Well, it also only as good as if a doctor declares it activated, right? And then right. therein lies the other thing. Another thing that families will say is, "Is oh, I'm fine because I'm on my family's or my mom's bank account," mm-hmm. and that just flips me out like to no end because again, our families don't understand um, about the financial liability that that um, involves, and there's other types of factors that can. Um, you know, wherein if you don't have that document, your power of attorney is your protection um, against anything um, that could be, you know, considered a liability situation. So um, that's one of the things I think that our families don't necessarily realize. So in power of attorney paperwork is pretty clear. You have right. a spot on there where you can check the box that says not, you know, to be used immediately, not to be used until I'm incapacitated. Right. You know, so you can set that up just to give somebody power of attorney doesn't mean they walk into your home and suddenly start telling you what to do. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Never. Yeah. And there's which is good, too. So that's a good thing. So we have about a minute left, Kelly, and I would like to kind of do a little bit of a summary of care partners. Tell us a little bit about where you're located and oh, where all your communities uh, kind of exist and what type they are. Well, we have assisted living, independent living, and memory care from Marysville all the way down to Lacey and then two beautiful properties um, over in Spokane. So um, we can fit just about anybody's needs depending mm-hmm. on, you know, kind of where they're at in their, in their, in their journey with, um, you know, aging, mm-hmm. which is cool. But we also have the largest Medicaid uh, floating license, which I like. So our residents all, you know, are allowed to outlive their savings, which I'm pretty excited about, which is cool. Yeah. I, I, that's, that's something that, that I love. Um, yeah, that's going to be needed with all these baby boomers that uh, have kind of uh, nobody is just that aren't saving for a rainy day. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. mostly to tease my folks back when they were younger. I used to tell them it wasn't that they were in their sixties that worried me; it was that they were from the sixties. You know? yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Different mindset. Get in on that one. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's that's a little bit better. Yeah, absolutely. So in the meantime, Kelly, how do we reach you? The best place would be to check out our website, carepartnersliving.com. Wonderful. And you know, to everyone, I'm Kelly and I are going to be here this entire hour. What is your responsibility as an adult child? 
What are the ways in which you can help facilitate the best type of care for your loved one? And Kelly and I will be right back. The preceding podcast was provided by Care Partners Living and Answers for Elders Radio. To contact Care Partners Living, go to carepartnersliving.com. It's time to rethink, renew, and reimagine retirement. Hey, everybody. Jared Sebesta here, host of Retire Repurposed. Now, this podcast is about the non-financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. We believe retirement is not the end, rather the beginning of what could be the most impactful, purposeful, and fulfilling season of a person's life. So don't retire. Become repurposed. To listen now, search Retire Repurposed on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.